Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate Cam. I am speaking to Amelia Peckham from Cool Crutches in the UK. Wow, what a story. This woman is a resilience personified. She has taken one of the most drastic things that has happened to her in her life, a severe quad biking accident in 2005, and created a really viable business a product that did not exist that people really need. And she's just an amazingly, wonderfully lovely person to boot. So I really hope you enjoy Amelia Peckham's journey from corporate to cam. Before we get into this episode of corporate to cam, here's a quick word from our sponsor. The Business of Social is a monthly online membership for creative entrepreneurs that simply want to find community and level up their online marketing. Those of you who know me well know I love to network. I love to create my own community. And the business of social is a community that I am proud to be a part of. So if you're a solopreneur, if you're working nine to five and you'd love some access to social media marketing advice, tips and a community of like-minded people to simply throw your ideas at and they can act as a sounding board, then the business of social is a community for you, whether you want it increase your Instagram reach, create that all elusive mailing list. This is a community full of digital marketing expertise, expert guest speakers. It's a community you simply want to be part of. If you are interested in joining the business of social, please head on over to their Instagram at the underscore business of social, all one word. I'll pop it in the show notes. You won't regret joining one. You know you want to. Look up the courage, click the button, join the business of social. Hi, Amelia. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am great. I'm really, really great. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Corporate Camp podcast. I'm so pleased um, that you're here. We'll get straight into it. Tell me. Tell me about life before Cool Crutches. How have you ended up in this position? Uh, So I, in 2005, I was at university and I was in my second year and I fell off a quad bike in the middle of nowhere in Scotland uh, and I smashed my T12 vertebra, so broke my back in its simplest form. Um, And I lost all feeling from my waist down. I was airlifted to A&E in Dumfries. I then was airlifted from Dumfries to Glasgow. I had probably 48 hours not knowing what had happened. And then very quickly, we have no idea if you are going to get anything back or everything back. Um, Chances are you won't get everything back um but whether you'll be able to stand we don't know whether you'll be able to walk we don't know we do know you won't be able to walk unaided but what that looks like we don't know so it was a pretty I was 19 it was a pretty big shock um I wasn't working at the time I was studying so 
the doctor said, take a year out, you're going to be in hospital for a long time. Um, and I was, I was in hospital, eventually I ended up in Stoke Mandeville in the spinal unit, um, which was amazing. And I had an operation that meant I could then do rehab uh, without causing more damage to my spine. Um, but the reality was a wheelchair, a tilt bed, calipers, very unglamorous six months and then eventually I could stand on two crutches uh, and I was then doing rehab I mean to be honest I was deranged I kind of thought I cannot sit here and not get anything back I need to know what my life is going to look like so that when mm. I leave hospital it's about what I do not if so I thought as while I'm in hospital I need to get to that point and make sure it's as good as it's ever going to be. Okay. So I did physio twice a day for God knows how long. And within about, I think they said you've got three months before you'll know, neurologically speaking, what is permanent and what's temporary. And about two weeks into the rehab on crutches, I got blisters on my hands and they said, you need to go back to bed, wait for them to heal because you can't put weight through your hands. And I was like, what? Hang on. I've got a ticking time bomb until the three month mark. And I now can't do the rehab because of my crutches. And they were like, it's fine. It happens loads. Anyway, I was in kind of miserable, hideous. It was awful. And my mom was just like, it's fine. We'll find something. The yeah. internet is now a thing you can buy stuff from anywhere we'll figure it out so I was like okay anyway she researched loads of different crutches we got loads of different types and it very quickly became obvious that there was one that had a cuff that would go all the way around and wouldn't hurt but it okay. would then wouldn't have a comfy handle or there was one that had a good rubber bottom but it wouldn't have a nice handle or it wouldn't have a cuff so there was not one that had everything uh, anyway, so then we thought, well, we'll get the best one we can. And I went back to rehab. And then I started asking people if they knew of any crutches. And they said no. Um, and mum said, look, you're coming home from hospital around six months. You're going to have to be I'm doing physio at home every day. Uh, and basically, my whole life revolved around doctor's appointments. And she was like, why don't we do it? It will be something we can do together. We can do it for six months. If it falls on its face, it doesn't matter. Mm. It will be something to distract us from the reality of what we're both going through. So we were like, great, we'll do it. And it was brilliant because we knew we couldn't have a physical shop. We knew I wasn't going to be lifting boxes. Mum didn't want to. So everything was designed to have as minimal physical involvement as possible so that we okay. could run it remotely. And we set it up based near where my mum lived and my dad. And then knew that when I went back to university, if I went back to university, I could still do it if I wanted to, or mum could manage it from home. So, yeah, we basically found four different crutches that had all the different elements that we liked. Then we found mum traipsed around medical exhibitions in various different countries and said, right, I think these guys are quite nice. They've got half of it. They might be able to do this. And then we spoke to them and said, could you create this? And they said, nearly, basically, we can make everything apart from the grip. You just need to find someone to sort the grip. So we did that. And that was it. We literally, three months later, got our first stick. I took it into the hospital and said, what do you think? 
and everyone at physio was like oh my god it's amazing we love it can we have one and then they said can I have it in red can I have it in pink can I have it in this and I suddenly thought god I just hadn't even thought about colors I was so fixated on the physical product that we then thought yeah you must be able to so then we found how to color them which took ages I'm not gonna lie that did take we only sold plain colors for the first six months I think whilst we figured out how to do patterns and then that was kind of it we did a website with a guy that we found on the internet I mean it was just about as basic as it got and it was not flash but I think mum and I instantly got feedback from customers that was like this has changed my life this is completely different I now you know things like I haven't been out yeah other than with my husband for the last six months I went to a drinks thing on Saturday and had fun and I wasn't exhausted and I stood for 20 minutes everything like that so suddenly we were like okay this is great but it was great but it was also a project that we set up with a kind of the end goal of it not being entirely consuming and we wanted it to be available but it wasn't like we'd set it up to make lots of money and yeah you know grow it to be a global company it was very much with to be able to run it long term between the two of us whilst I was at uni and she went back to work so yeah that's kind of where it started and then I did I went back to uni I had always wanted to work in advertising um, and then kind of realized after my accident that was probably not going to happen it was a lot of physical client management meetings traveling you know abroad and I just thought what else can I do Uh, so I got a job in PR um, which was brilliant everyone was really young it was really social it was really fun they totally understood my injury so I did that and I also learn about PR so on the side I was creating press releases I knew how to who to approach how to approach them we got loads of press and then it started to sort of you'd be able to see you know we were in the Sunday Times suddenly there would be a spike in sales and then it just built like we never expected it to do as well as it did I don't think we always knew it was a great idea but you always think your own idea is great don't you so um, it's so bizarre because it's so simple simple I know and to think that yeah I'm I'm thinking of your mum going around exhibitions and Mm -hmm. that somebody you know that approaching a supplier who said oh yeah we can do it apart from the handle and or you know that yeah and I'm like why couldn't they do the hand like that's bizarre to me that you know it's like this whole creativity concept that what sort of ideation meetings were people having there was obviously nobody with a disability in the room no and it's very weird that even now there's a huge um, conference in the UK. I would say the majority of the medical exhibitions are Europe and America, but there is one in the UK. And even now I'm like, it's so, all of it is gray. All of it is, yes, we can do that in five different ways, but only five different ways. And we don't go outside the box and there's no life in it. It's almost, we'll do this least amount possible in the cheapest way possible to make it functional and tick a box yeah but I do think to be fair that is changing I think the way that 
the world is going and the awareness about disability and the awareness about accessibility has changed so much over the last 10 years that it is it definitely feels like if I was 19 having my accident now it would be a very different ball game to what we faced back then which is brilliant and it means the stigma behind them is moving but I think it's also companies like ours that are driving it because Absolutely. Everyone thinks, you know, you have an accident like mine and you sit at home and you cry into a cup of tea and you don't go to work and you don't do anything and, you know, you're miserable and no one wants to hang out with you because you're miserable. And it's just not the case. I think the polops, the people I was in hospital were all hilarious. They, you know, they were either professional sports people. One woman had tripped on her way to the loo in the middle of the night and broken her neck. One guy had his wife had said she <laughs> wouldn't sleep with him unless he fixed the antenna on their telly so in a storm he went outside got a ladder climbed to the top of his roof to fix the antenna and fell and broke his back oh my so, god but he was hysterical like everybody had done something I guess risky they all had very big personalities they were all you know it was it's not a wallflowers game, serious and, injuries. It's just. Do you think that obviously, I mean, it's, it's so kind of snowballing of itself and it's so chicken mm. and egg because you wouldn't be here had the accident. No, definitely happened. Not. And, but it, it, like cool crutches has, it, it's, it's formed out of such, um, it's I I it, it's not even a sad place. It's just such a a, a, a yeah. big thing that happened in your life. But the resilience and the relationships and everything that you've made from that have just benefited your life as well. It's, yeah, and I think the big thing for me is that I think everything at the time was no. Like, okay. is there an alternative to a hospital crutch? No. Is there anything I can do to make this better no is there anyone that can no it was just no 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 and it was all on me to be upbeat and positive when I was faced with you know door after door after door being closed and And no and no solutions no offering no no no, that's no that's not how this works you need to get better mentally and get on with it and I remember just being like what is going on like I was quite sort of stable and normal and happy when it happened but I thought if someone was going through a really hard time and this happened to them then and then they're faced with no 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 and no support how do they come out of it and I just think it's more about having a menu of options that for me was I didn't want to sit and have a counsellor and you know I wasn't I just all I wanted to do was something tangible to be like oh this is a light here's another light yeah and eventually you'll be out the tunnel in the light but there's a way forward and it just wasn't there and I think so many even now I had three messages on Instagram when I woke up this morning being like how have I never heard about your company before this is amazing you're so often discharged from hospital with you know, you grit your teeth and go for it. Yes. And you're like, don't tell me to grit my teeth yeah. and go for it. This is awful. Yeah. So it's about having something that physically means you can do stuff, but mentally means 
you don't feel dragged backwards by it. Like my hospital ones were so mortifyingly embarrassing because A, people would be like, oh, we can hear you before I'd walk around the corner because I'd be clicking down the corridor. And then I'd get there and someone would say, oh, what happened to your foot? And I'd be like, eh, it's not my foot. Right. This is going to make you feel really uncomfortable right. about yeah. five minutes. Yeah. But here we go. So I it know. was. Yeah. I, and I don't know. I don't know because I can't even imagine. Like the, the fact that you have to yeah, face that, you know, it's like, you, you know, it's not just a broken leg or this is a way of life. Like this is. Yeah, a, I know. But I weirdly, I, I didn't ever mind people right. asking me. I would yeah. say. 80% of people like me probably don't want to talk about it, but it yes. never really bothered me because I yeah. kind of thought, do you know what? I'm so young that you will probably assume I've tripped over something and hurt my ankle. Okay. But I think the stigma behind, you know, old people using sticks, not young people using sticks. I was like, no, it's fine. You should be aware. I had no idea before my accident what a spinal injury meant. Yes. I'd, like... I had a friend at school that broke her back. She was out of hospital two days later. So I was like, you definitely don't, you're not paralyzed if you break yes. your back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of did think, actually, I wish I'd known about spinal injuries before. I don't mind answering questions. It never really bothered me, but it did my friends. It did my family. They'd be like, we're trying to have lunch and someone just randomly comes up to you and goes, oh, what happened to you? <laughs> like, I, oh. How bizarre. That, yeah, it is really that, weird. Isn't that really crazy? Yeah. And do you know the other thing, just as, as we're chatting now, I'm thinking about the blisters on your hands and I'm thinking mm -hmm. about that being a hold back. So now, yeah. now you know, I, I, you're, you're saying that you were young and mentally you were just like, get me, I, I want to get from point mm -hmm. A to point B and I want to do it in the quickest time possible. But if somebody had been, you, you know, in a dark place before this happened oh, yeah. and then they're being told, no, 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 go back to bed because your hands... Mm. And yeah, it's, there's no, I guess, apart from the surgeons are there to fix your bones, the physios yes. are there to tell you to, you know, move, you do your exercises yeah. 10 more times than yesterday. There was no kind of pastoral care that kept the whole thing together. That if you were sent back from physio because you had blisters on your hands and then you were off for three days, no one came to see you to say, are you all right? Yes. It was it was so weird but I you know I think that has probably changed a lot there's yeah. you know the spinal units that I was in now have huge amounts of support That's from great. loads of different charities and loads of you know they work very differently so I think that is something that is a kind of generational thing and I think you know my grandparents generation would definitely be like oh you go to hospital to get fixed then you get out and you get yes. on with it and you don't yeah. whinge and you take your painkillers but you just you know strap on a pair and off you go Whereas now I think there is a lot more, but it is still a life-changing injury. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't take me years to come to terms with it. And I think that was slowed down by the lack of visibility of disabilities. You know, there was no one in the press that had a crutch. There was old people on walking sticks, but they were never featured in ad campaigns or you just didn't see people if you had a disability you were you know tucked away and you're apparently crying into your teeth <laughs> and that's I love that's why I love your account as well because it's Aww. just normalizes 
everything. And I mean, I hate that, even hate that word normalizing because it shouldn't even be the fact that you have to talk about it. But there's the the amount of beautiful men and women on the account and a, a, a crutch is just and cool crutches is just part of their life and that's the solution yeah. and it's it's the interaction within the community as well because you know it's it's an amazing men and women who have become these spokespeople for you for you mm. because the experience has been so good as well so positive yeah I mean yeah. we are so lucky in that I mean, social media has like completely changed everything. We, before that, we'd worked with a few celebrities who had injuries and stuff, and that was great, but it's not the same as yes. working with people who are living their normal lives, like I do, like you do, that you think, God, how do they go to the supermarket? How do they have children and do the school run? And it's like, exactly the same as everyone else just probably leave a bit earlier uh might fall over on my way there like it is just normal everything you know and there are loads of people who you know have then got to a point where they couldn't work who've then ended up on social media and I think a lot of people it's you've got to be aware that there are good bits and there are bad bits and people fluctuate but projecting the good bits is almost more important than projecting the bad bits because the stigma is it's all bad yes so for us it's about showing people that your walking stick shouldn't be about your injury or your disability it should be about you and when someone sees you with your walking stick they see you they're not going oh what's that for and how long have you had it or god forbid they say when are you getting rid of that as if it's the worst thing in the world it's now where did you get it from it's really cool yeah my mum would love one of those it flips the whole thing from being negative yeah to being positive and from being not what you are being stopped from doing but what can you do which I think is half the battle you spend so long thinking what have I lost I can no longer ski I was rubbish at it anyway I, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm never going to run again. I, it took yeah. so long to do cross country when I was at school. Someone accused me of smoking. Like it just, it, yeah. you miss things that you yeah. would never have missed if yeah. you hadn't had your accident. So it's about flipping it and yes. making sure the emphasis is on can and will and positive things and not worrying. So do you have like, it does cool coaches have like a mission statement or do you have a mantra that's, Uh, I always say like what to expect confidence and compliments because I think that is you know we I mean our whole mission and I think this is part of the why it's done better than we expected is that we're not in it for the money we never were I think mum from mum's perspective was if you are someone next to someone doing going through what I was going through, you feel so helpless. Oh, absolutely. Having something you can give them, you know, you can say, right, here's a pair of sticks that will be safe. You're not going to worry about slipping. You're not going to worry about hurting. You'll want to go out on them was huge for her to be able to do something tangible and practical that would help. And for me, to know that 
it's not about my injury and it's not about my disability but the premise is to help people to make them feel confident to make them feel happy and to allow them to live and I think that's the opposite of everything a hospital standard stick would do so yeah our it's to make a difference which I know is a real cliche and it's really naff but it is the feedback is so phenomenal and we're so lucky that the way we set up the business means that's very fluid and we are very approachable and you know we're living it we're still living it you know if I have to have an operation or fall over or anything mum's the first person I ring so it's still we understand what the situation is when you're living with something long term and I think it's yeah just making sure that that's translated and, it, and that that is that that's such a trust builder and you know I mean you're you're an authority on it because you are living it you know and it's yeah it, yeah yeah and it's just, and it changes that's the other thing you know my dad smashed his pelvis when, when he was 60 and we didn't think it was going to be that bad but having an accident when you're 60 is very different to having an accident when you're 19 yes, your resilience and is different yes yeah, and it yeah. you know it takes it's harder to build muscle I think mentally it's very different if you've lived for 60 years skipping about and suddenly you know you you might need to use a walking stick on some days so I think every injury every illness is so different and it's understanding that you know the majority of people that hand out crutches dare I say doctors the nurses just go there you go bang off you go you'll be fine you'll figure it out and they're like well what height do I have them at you know how do I can someone show me how to go up a flight of stairs on them that just doesn't happen so aftercare yeah yeah I think it's just understanding from first-hand experience to make sure that people know also if someone doesn't need them or it's not going to suit them uh, we'll tell them I am it's not in our interest to sell them something if they've got you know uh, elbows and shoulders and wrists that dislocate for example these are not going to be the ones for you but if you've got pain in your wrist and your hand and it's not dislocating they'll probably change your life do you know what I mean but yeah, I think yeah we know... but that, but that's that's the trust part as well yeah whole, you know being honest with people and yeah you know, just and and the money not being a priority either you know because you you essentially want to help people as well yes yeah. and also I think if you can afford to do it because we were both still had separate income when we were set it up we could fine tune it based on feedback for so long. And, you know, we set it up in 2006. It's 17 or 18 years at the end of this month. It's a long time with lots of different feedback. And, you know, we've had a lot of experience that means you'll be hard pushed to throw something at us that we haven't dealt with before or heard before. And even if we haven't, we'll be able to give you options. I think that's, you know... That's it, isn't it? I always say to mum, if anyone anyone ever comes to try and help us with customer service, and I, you know, I worked in PR and then I randomly went and worked in gyms, which was mainly to get physio, if I'm honest. Um, but whenever they got a complaint, I was like, ignore the negative. You yes. need to give people what they can have and can, you know, what are their options? Not yeah. really sorry we're shut that day. No, it doesn't come in you know psychedelic colors you have to say we don't have that but we do have this yeah and it's about making sure they leave feeling like you tried as much as you could to help 
And that I think doesn't happen enough on the Absolutely. whole business. And, so and that helps. What about like, you know, so you're doing, I mean, it's, it's so like, it's amazing that it's established so long, but you venture into it if full time, is it March last, last year? year? Yeah. yeah. So cool. You, you decide to take the leap into, into cool crutches, which is, it's huge for you as well, because obviously you've got young kids and, you know, it's m- making this work and, yeah it's in the midst of the pandemic as well you know but I don't know if the pandemic wasn't a blessing in disguise that sounds really weird but I think yeah like I I think it was the 20th of March 2022 I started maternity leave and I think it was the 24th when we went into lockdown something like that and I remember saying to the accountant ah like what what does that mean and he was like you're fine you're on maternity leave you don't don't worry about it And because of that, we'd wound the company down because we knew, I mean, I say this 2020, 2019 was pretty big for us. We had, I'd done, I had had one baby in 2018, I'm going to get this wrong, 2017, should know when he was born. Um, And then I'd done nine months maternity leave, but I started back at work after four months part-time. And I think that was the first time that... I'd been in London we moved to Yorkshire when I got pregnant and I was working remotely but I was still traveling a lot and then I went down to part-time working from home at the end of my pregnancy and then I went to maternity leave and then I went back part-time and I thought this is actually the way to do it is to if I can negotiate part-time and do two days a week on cool crutches I'll be able to see if there's anything or at least I'll be able to do a bit more to generate a bit more yeah and make the jump risk less so the financial risk less yeah. anyway so that we did that and we had Vogue Williams was on the jump and she broke her knee yes. and then had an operation and I mean you can't how this happened I don't know this is when you think it has to be meant to be so she had the same surgeon that I'd had when I did my knee and he'd said, you need to get yourself a pair of these. And she had obviously told a friend. Anyway, that friend was Lawrence Fox, who then bought her a pair, tweeted it. So our website shot up the minute he tweeted it. And then she got together with Spencer Matthews on the jump. It was all over the press. She came home on her crutches and was on this morning. I mean, there was nothing. You everywhere we looked was yeah. cool crutches. So that was huge and fluke. And then Prue Leith did her Achilles heel on Bake Off filming yes. it. And her husband has been a family friend forever and ever and ever. So he bought her a pair that she then was filmed everywhere she went with them, which was amazing. And then poor Amanda Holden fell over in on one of those inflatable water parks. And she had toe to hip cast for 12 weeks, but still went to work like a mad woman. So she was being photographed every morning for three months on cool crutches. So three huge bits of press happened yes. yeah. in a very short space of time. And everything went mad in 20. 19 and then obviously COVID happened and I was going on maternity leave and I thought my god we've just had the best month of sales we've ever had and I'm about to go dunk 
I'll just carry on. Yes. I, you know, having a baby can't be that difficult. It'll be fine. And yeah, and then, oh, it hit and COVID hit at the same time. And overnight, the traffic to the website, <laughs> everything just went bang. And I was really? like, thank really? God we've put in a plan for maternity leave in that... I think it's difficult because it looked more drastic because it had obviously shot up for the sales had gone yes, higher than they'd ever yes, been. Yes. But we basically just didn't do any marketing. I didn't, we didn't spend any money on advertising. We didn't spend any money. And we just thought it's a good thing because okay. we'll be able to see if we do nothing, how many sales we generate. And the first, I'd say the first lockdown, I think everyone was panicking and I think everyone thought just don't spend anything. And also everyone who used crutches was staying at home. So there was no, you know, you didn't think, God, I've got really bad arm ache or, you know, this is a bit slippy. That just wasn't a thing. And everyone who had injuries from skiing or horse riding, they weren't doing that. So there nice. wasn't. Yeah. So it's it's all, it's all of those little it's yeah everyday my, habits that were going that w- were impacting your sales yeah you don't yeah. even think about that no never. but and yeah. also but we didn't stop sales they just no. dipped yeah and we realized that actually we ended up with the same amount of profit at the end of the month because we'd ripped all the cost out right so then we kind of thought okay that's worst case scenario this has to be a no-brainer to give it a go but then I had my second child, forgot obviously how much fun they are. And I was completely out of it for six months. Uh, and he wasn't, it wasn't the best birth and he wasn't the easiest baby. So the combination was pretty shocking. But thank God COVID was here. So I didn't worry about work. Yeah. I didn't have to see anyone. We basically just muddled through and then got to the kind of eight, seven, eight, nine month mark and thought, the company that I was working for before had gone into administration. So that was no longer an option. And I thought, do I then go for a similar company, find one in Yorkshire, go back into it, or do I try and give it a go? And purely because we'd had such a good year in 2019, I thought there has to be, you know, let's figure out the money and I will give it a go for six months and we'll see what happens. So that's what we did in March. And mum, poor mum, was like, I just have kept it very manageable, very, you know, she's the warehouse is based where she is. The design Mm -hmm. studio is based where she is. I'm three and a half hours away. But she was like, everyone is ticking along. The whole operation is very smooth. If you're going to do it, now's the time. But we'll all just hold on to our seats and hope. And within six months, it was absolutely nuts. Brilliant. (laughs) So... It was brilliant, but it also terrifyingly was just us working full time. We didn't have anyone else on board. We didn't. It was just us marketing, sales, talking to people that did it. And then, yeah, it's been kind of nonstop since then. Brilliant. It's yeah, great, though. It cool. is. I mean, that's the thing. It is. It is. And, and sometimes these things happen for a reason yeah. like the company going into administration at the I same know. time as your, you know it's all pushing you in a direction that yeah. you're like okay maybe the universe is trying to just go okay, tell me you need to be doing this kind of thing you know yes and I definitely think you also you know I worked 
every hour God sent for another startup. You know, the 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 last company I worked for was a boutique celeb style fitness studio right. with you know it was really glitzy it was really glam but it was ser- behind closed doors it was seriously full-on it right. was a big team of people to be managing and suddenly I was doing it remotely like it was 24 7 and yeah. you do just think god how do you do this I think you probably agree like once children come along your whole perspective shifts because you don't really have a choice you don't have the time Yes. You also don't get sleep. So your like fuse is about a third of the length that it was before. Yes. And you do just think, I need to look at what I want and more what I want to avoid. Yeah. And how do I build that? And then write them on a post-it on your desk. And every yeah. morning, remember, you need to be sane by 5 p.m. Not yeah. With one hand on your computer and one hand on your phone going out the door. And you said it like you're working 24 seven for somebody Mm. else as well. Mm. And you're like, imagine I can put this effort into my own business. And, you know, so it's all. Yeah. But but also you don't you underestimate the value of that. And, you, and, and we underestimate ourselves as well. Is yeah. That, you know, we underestimate and it's the fear holding us back as well that I huge need, I can't do this as a full time thing. And it's like and now you're Why looking not? back over the last yeah. year going, oh, my God, yes, I can. You know, time for a quick break. Are you struggling to prioritize you? Are you struggling to take action? Are you and your business stuck? It's time for you to take your time. If you don't take your time somebody else will for more information please click on the link in the show notes let's take our time together I look back at having worked for other people and I think I should have been facilitating them and pushing them more to do more whereas actually they were trying to crawl out the door because they were so tired right the irony is you actually need the person that sets up the business knows it the best and they need to be the you know the speaker of it mm-hmm. and promoter of it it's never going to be the same if you outsource that yeah having said that you do need to outsource it because otherwise you will burn yourself into the ground <laughs> <laughs> well that's I mean and that's we'll come on to that in a second yeah. and it, as far as you you mentioned um the, the few people there that have um really helped that really bolstered the product in 2019 is there anybody that has used the product or you were like, oh my God, if I woke up in the morning and they were walking around? <laughs> I honestly, I can't, it's so weird, isn't it? Because I do, I, one of the best podcasts I listen to and I'm completely obsessed with him is Stephen Bartlett with Diary of a CEO. Yes. And he says some like amazing things. And I remember when Amanda Holden did her leg and she was in I think she was in France I can't remember but she was abroad and my first thought was oh my god she is gonna have to get from there back to the UK to have an operation how can you yes fathom getting on a flight with a leg that you can't yeah I just thought oh my god the poor woman agony and it was something like two o'clock in the morning I emailed her agent and just said if she needs them for when she's before she goes or if she needs them for when she gets here or however it is whatever is going to make it easier I can I knew that hospital ones a would probably risk her slipping 
and B, just she'd be in agony by the time mm. she got home. So I was just like, please, please let us help. Anyway, I actually didn't hear back from her agent. I then got a message from Jamie Theakston's agent who co-presents Heart. Yes. So I sort of did the email in the middle of the night and then woke up to this email and I was just like, what are the chances? I mean, yes, we can help. And they said Heart want to do branded ones. They want to give them to her on the radio. We'll film it um, from Jamie. They organised the whole thing. And I kind of skipped off thinking that's absolutely amazing, but really had nothing to do with me. And then I was listening to Steve Bartlett and he was like, you know, you are the person that makes your business. I emailed my first CV at 3.30 a.m. to the head of sales who was in America who happened to be awake. And he was like, and there were 25 of us on the program and there was only one job or whatever. And he said, you know, they all said, oh, it's just luck that you got it. He was like, I'm 99% sure no one else was up at three o'clock in the morning worrying about their CV. And I thought, no, they blooming weren't. And that's how it, your brain, it, you know, it then materialized that Amanda's agent had got in touch with Jamie and, da, 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 and it had come through what I had originally done. And you think that's amazing. And yeah. it is part luck, but it is also, you've got to think sideways. You can't think it's only going to be the most obvious route and if it doesn't work I'll give up so I think yeah there's a few like Jamie Lang when he was on Strictly Come Dancing I got in touch with their commercial director of Candy Kittens that's his sweetie company and said you'll probably think I'm barking mad but I've got nothing to lose do you want to give him a branded pair because he loves his business he's going to be on them for six weeks and they were like done and you know that kind of I think once you've done it a couple of times and it's worked you know how to approach people but at the same time I think my brain just works like that I'm constantly like who else what can I what can I do yeah so yeah there have been a few I think celebrities are very but they're amazing we've never had a bad experience I think people great slack for being divas and god knows what else I cannot praise the people enough it's honestly everyone we've worked with has been absolutely dreamy and is the business primarily online is there any yes so always has been I want to say always will be yeah um yeah we only sell we're on not on the high street we're on a an Australian website called Avery which is amazing I don't know how they don't have this in the UK yet but it's a kind of one-stop shop for nice disability related products oh amazing Um, yeah it's gorgeous they've got really nice stuff so saving people kind of scouring the internet yeah Yeah. and they also in Australia so in the UK if you're disabled you don't pay VAT on disability products okay so we have a system where we'll knock it off if you fill in a declaration form but in Australia if your invoice is formatted in the right way and you upload it to the government website they'll reimburse you for the lot, for the shipping, for everything. So this website generates the invoice in the right format when you buy it. So then you can just buy it on a credit card, upload it, they transfer it direct to your account, pay off your credit card. So they're really, I mean, they've been brilliant. They're amazing. That's brilliant. I love it. Um, In as far as we, we, we talked about like being a mom and the juggle and, um, you know, (laughs) 
what what do you do for you every day is there any kind of habits that you've developed where you're like I I really need to do this before I tackle the day or do you have a, a five minutes to yourself before everybody wakes up like what what would you do to set the day up for you I mean I used to back when children were still waking up in the night set my alarm for six so that I was up before them um we now have reached a point where thank goodness they sleep like normal people uh and I normally am up at six and I get half an hour to myself but to be honest I think the biggest stress for me is my phone so if I can clear my phone before I do children school run all the rest of it I am on a way better playing field and I'm not very good at taking time for myself in the morning because I the minute I wake up I am 50 emails okay sort this sort that but I'm pretty organized and I think I'm obsessed with (laughs) lists and all of that so that is the morning is not time for me it's time for okay work and the kids but I think in the evening my phone goes into a drawer my work phone does and that we basically come seven o'clock the kids go to bed I have an hour to clear my phone social media everything and then it goes into a drawer and that is then dinner with my husband and an hour of watching some sort of true crime hideousness on the telly which is my (laughs) only way of switching off really uh but yeah I think my evenings are my kind of protect it because I do think anyone that emails me at eight o'clock at night is only going to go to sleep and wake up and I will have emailed them by seven o'clock the next morning so yes Yes. that's my way of doing it but yeah and uh, in as regards to and this may be a completely inappropriate or naive question but as far as um movement is concerned like yeah. is there anything that you know for upper body strength or you know was there no whole lot can- I am um, I think my, I, people are probably really surprised I, exercise has completely changed my life in that okay. I went from doing PR and working for gyms mainly so I could get the free PT and the free physio and I did it but it was it sounds really weird back then it was all about weight and it was all about managing your weight making sure you weren't you know and so all of it was aesthetics driven and I kind of didn't feel like it was making a massive difference to my pain or but to be honest I didn't really have pain then you know I was kind of eight nine years post-accident and the problem was numbness not pain yeah I think once I'd been pregnant and had children and lost all strength everything that I had post my first child I had nothing apart from pain and at that point I did Pilates for three months yes and realized that my core was the issue and I'd had a c-section I'd had them both kids were c-sections under general anesthetic so it was about as non-conducive to exercise as you could get and I worked from honestly not being able to lift my hips off the floor to do a bridge uh, right up to I now train three days a week I swing kettlebells (laughs) I do squats I it's become a complete lifeline I think mentally it's made me a lot happier partly because I know I'm doing everything I possibly can to protect my physical being for as long as I possibly can um but I have more energy it just has helped with every symptom that I have as a result of my back 
if I stop exercising, even if it's a holiday for a week, I'll be hobbling off the plane in pain. So yeah, it's unbelievable, unbelievable how much it's done. But yeah, I think probably you do automatically think, oh God, people who've got a crutch probably are a bit cautious or don't exercise, but I could not survive without it. And I think you well you also know like as a woman with hormones coming yeah. and god knows what on the horizon if you can't squat and you don't have muscles you yeah. are toast by the time you get to 60 so I am yeah, yeah. doing everything I can to but it is and, and that's the, the funny thing like you know what I mean it's future proofing our bodies yeah. for for what's around the corner as well which is is so important for sure. um, you briefly touched on um you know clearing your 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 phone down in the morning and mm-hmm. everything like that and lists and do, do you delegate anything in the business because we're a year and a half on from making mm-hmm. the jump into kind of solely focusing on it full time is there a team now is there do we... so this is I mean I've met the most amazing woman through Instagram who is runs a company called spare my time and she is ex-finance she's incredibly bright she's incredibly organized she's incredibly switched on and she basically had kids in her finance role and then realized that the option to go back and manage childcare and school runs Mm -hmm. and all the rest of it was just not feasible and she said loads of her friends were exactly the same incredibly bright incredibly good at what they did and suddenly because they'd had kids there was no halfway house. Mm -hmm. So she has a team and some of them are mums, some of them are not mums of hundreds of freelancers. And Mm -hmm. they do anything from bookkeeping to social media, to email marketing, websites, admin, uh, PA stuff, like whatever you want. Anyway, I called her and said, I'm at a point where I am 5am till 11pm on my phone. It's got out of control and I know I need to delegate I just don't know how and she was like I will set you up with three or four different people give you it's nothing it's like eight hours a month or something and just see which takes the most pressure off so I've done that now for three months and it's helped hugely yeah so I work with three different freelancers through them um and they have organized me to schedule social media, which has revolutionized my life. So I am not scrambling around trying to find a post at God knows what time. Um, And it's just, I think we just got to a point where it was too big to not have processes and, you know, be a bit more strategic about it. So it feels like a much more established, manageable business as opposed to me flying by the seat of my pants, hoping that, you know, someone will write something nice in a newspaper or it just was a scramble and now it is a functioning business but yes I don't have a team I one of the things and I know this is really probably the worst thing to say because lots of people listening to this will want to set up a business that I hated most about my job in London in London was managing people I absolutely hated it I was no good at it and it made me feel horrible I just you know, someone wants a weekend off and you have to tell them they can't have it or yeah. they don't turn up to work and you know they're hungover and you've got to yeah. tell them, I just can't, I yeah. just didn't like doing it. So I thought if I can possibly avoid it, I will 
keep it just me and mum mm-hmm. and then outsource to freelancers it might be a bit more expensive but for the not having to do the management side of things yeah we'll do that so that is the way we are currently going how long I'll be able to do it for I don't know because if we keep growing at the rate we're going it may be that we get someone in-house next year yeah but yeah yeah, it's not my number one favorite thing to do managing people so yeah and also it sounds awful but we work with a digital agency a bit and I'm like you are all fiends at what you do and there's 10 of them Whereas if I had one person, yeah, they'd be able to help with everything, but they wouldn't be a master of anything, if that yeah. made sense. Yeah. So it's having, and everything changes so quickly. With social media, you know, Instagram announced something on a Monday. By Wednesday, if you're still doing what you were doing last Wednesday, it's not going anywhere. So yeah. to have access to that, I think, is not an option. It's something that we have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a very tiny weeny team but we've worked with the same fulfillment house for the whole time we've been running so that is over 15 years yeah and our design team are two guys who we've worked with for the last five years so it is it does feel like a little family it's yeah. just not your average office I guess but I don't know how many businesses are anymore well that's the truth isn't it yeah yeah that's it the joy of covid that's it that's it um do you have any other projects in the pipeline is there any different products that might be streaming off or is so one because a few to be honest we have had the the backlog of covid and brexit so some of our suppliers are in europe has been so huge for us in Mm. that we had a hit list of products that we were looking to expand into one of the things that I would really like to do is children's crutches because it's something that lots of people already do and you can get fun colors but they're not that nice yeah um and I think we've been approached by quite a few parents who it's someone who has bought them for their parent then their children have needed them and I think it's something that we're working on basically and we've had a look at one prototype that isn't quite right but I'm hoping I was dreaming of it being ready before Christmas so that people could have it for Christmas but I think it's probably going to be spring next year but that's one big thing and then we are about to launch glitter which I know sounds so tacky and awful but it has been our most requested thing since we launched and we have tried I mean, the last six years, I think no. every three months we've had a new version of, we've had, can we stick them on with super glue? I mean, you name it, we've tried it. Amazing. For my wedding, I tried to make one that would work. Anyway, we have finally cracked it and it Yay. is proper glitter. So Amazing. they will be, yeah. And weirdly, we've hit a point now where we're nearly selling as many walking sticks as we are crutches. Um, so I think glitter walking sticks may be the next big thing but thank god it's all come together before christmas so yeah glitter is launching in october which is exciting but yeah there's a few different things and do people have um interchangeable crutches we've got one woman who's got 18 i don't even think we've got 18 available yeah she's there's it's become a it's really nice though because now we've been going for so long you know we still know the first handful of people that were the first six months of people that bought from us and they're still buying from us now amazing um yeah it's brilliant like it is it's fluke isn't it it's not fluke but it is it's amazing 
That's great. Um, tell me something not a lot of people know about you. I live in the middle of nowhere. I think, <laughs> I think I'm like, I think people think I'm still in London or like I'm in Leeds. I honestly live in the middle of nowhere. It's a miracle that I've connected to the internet, to be honest. Yeah, I'm in the middle of the Yorkshire Dales and I do not have an office. I'm in my sitting room uh and I yeah I do everything remotely I honestly I think people and also Instagram I think people just think she's running some global business I get trolls on Instagram who are like when you get some time or you know if you could be bothered to look at this and I'm like what do you mean it's just me yeah (laughs) mum in her house and me in my house But I'm not in some huge skyscraper in London with a massive team. It's honestly <laughs> not that glam, I'm afraid. But yeah, that's probably it. And I, I ask this question every episode, and I suppose it's a little bit different for you because um, the, the question is like at Corporate Cam, we're about taking a risk to create mm. your own happiness. And I, I suppose this, this isn't possibly where you would be had no. 2005 not happened not happened so I no. suppose the the risk was moving full-time really more yes. than anything else you know yeah. and as you know to have to anybody listening who might be thinking of a side hustle having a side hustle and a part-time job or they're working in a full-time job and they've a side hustle what would you what would you say to that to them I think you're probably capable of negotiating more than you think with your boss. Um, I never really asked for anything until I had kids. And literally the minute I went back after maternity leave and said, is there any way maybe I might maybe be able to do four days? My boss was like, for the same amount of money? I was like, yes, please. And he was like, I knew it was coming. I think that's my biggest thing is that the the financial risk was always the biggest stress for me yeah and it need not have been I could have had a conversation with my boss who probably would have supported me doing something like setting up my own business anyway I think you rarely find someone who's running a company that won't respect you for wanting to do the same thing yeah um and I think the other thing is go for it I think if you've got an idea that solves a problem do it because that will never not be popular likewise if it's something that someone else is doing that you can do better that's solving a problem yeah you basically spend your time honing in and making sure your product is 100% right but the rest of it a you can teach yourself because I've done it say hello to YouTube and Instagram (laughs) and b it's you don't you won't mind working every hour god sends when you're working for yourself so everything you're worried about won't be a reality unless you let it be if that makes sense so you're in control and also worst case scenario you take your foot off the pedal I did a week off in August which was the first time in 18 months where I did no social media nothing didn't answer an email nothing we just shut for a week and I was like the world did not end our sales did not nosedive it was totally fine and I've come back with a new lease of life. Yeah. So I think all I think you need to write down what your worries are and what you want out of it. And you need to stick to them like glue. But you can do it, is my bottom line. Anyone can. Honestly, if I can, anyone can. 
Um, I love that. I love that. Every episode we have um, a list of either ors for our guests. Okay. So it's a quick fire, a little round. Okay. Um, tea or coffee? Tea. Podcast or a book? Podcast. Uh, is it a mobility aid or a crutch? Oh, it's a crutch, okay. unless it's a walking stick. And then if it's the both of them, it's a mobility aid. <laughs> In person or online? Oh, I'm going to have to say online. That's terrible, isn't it? No, no. A bubble bath or a glass of bubbles? Can't you have both? <laughs> we give, yeah, yeah. I think that's allowed. I think that's allowed. Yeah, probably a bubble bath 99% of the time. Uh, the dancing butterfly or the disco? Oh, disco. Oh, uh, Instagram or LinkedIn? Instagram. Uh, Prue Leith or Eamon Holmes? Oh, <laughs> Eamon, because he's long term. Prue is totally back to normal and totally <laughs> happy and healthy and back on telly with no sticks. My darling Eamon Holmes is going through hell on earth with a big grin on his face. He's been amazing. Yeah, I actually so I know think- I'm rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I saw I saw your caption there, your your picture the other day. Oh, he's so been amazing. he's looking, How? he's looking good as well. He's looking good oh, as well. He's so brilliant, isn't he? Like, regardless of what he's going through and it's pain all night and all day, he's still he's now doing in a studio on the Mal doing filming for the next week for the Queen. And yeah. I just I'm like, How are you doing that? Because it's amazing. 24-7. He yeah, must be an yeah. enemy. But yeah, he's quite he's quite the force to contend with. Good That's on him. It. That's it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? No, I think just thank you for having me. It's oh, been no, so no. nice and yeah. so nice to meet you as well. Thank you, thank you. And where can people find you? Where can people connect with uh, on you our website? and buy? So www.coolcrutches.com um, and Instagram, Facebook, any kind of social media you can possibly imagine is at Cool Crutches. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been 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 such a nice conversation. And I think loads of people will get loads out of it. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Cam podcast. Please subscribe. Leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to cam.